Hello and welcome to another episode of Oconus the Contractor's Life, an unscripted, free flow, no axe to grind podcast that explores the <clears throat> often murky world of the overseas private security world and the private contracting world as a whole. From Washington State, folks, I'm your host, Scott Dresser. My guest for this episode is Karam Nuri. He uh, began his experiences in 2004 uh, in the Middle East working private security. Uh, Since that time, he has held positions from security guards commander to mobile teams uh, member. Uh, He's been convoy security interpreter. uh, He's a security supervisor uh, for a company that he works for currently. And uh, so the guy's got a lot of experience, been around for a long time. He's a really good dude, and he looks pretty fit, too. We're on Skype right now. Uh, His camera's working. My camera is not working. So I sent him a photo so he can get a better idea of what I look like. But I'm just saying, (laughs) Karam looks pretty fit. Um, So um, he's a good dude, and uh, he's apologized for his English. I said, dude, your English is way better than my Farsi, so don't worry about it. Anyway, so with that said, folks, uh, let me welcome to the show Karam Nuri. Karam, welcome, my friend. Hi. Hi, Mr. Scott. How are you? <laughs> Very good. Uh, thank you for uh, taking time out of your, out of your uh, well, I guess it's evening over there in Afghanistan right now. Uh, I want to thank you very much for staying up late and uh, doing this with me. Thank you so much. I, nice to hear you. Uh, I am I hope you to speak with you, Mr. Scott. Well, thank you. Uh, so, Karam, uh, for the folks that are listening uh, to this episode, can you give them a little bit of an idea of who you are and you know where you were or what you did prior to the time that you got involved in security? What did you do? What does Karam look like before he did security? What did you do? But uh, I am. We are working. Uh, you know the situation of Afghanistan is not not good. Yes, I know that. <laughs> I, but we have a responsibility to the uh, protect uh, the client. Uh, we should control. Uh, I don't know how can I say, Mr. Scott. I will message you, okay, by message. Okay, you can send it by message. That's fine. Um, so no, it's okay. So uh, Karam, uh, so you so you brought up the situation in Afghanistan, and that's fine because you know I think a lot of folks think that everything's kosher over there, everything's cool, everything's going fine. Um, because the uh, American troops pulled out officially, I think, 2011. They pulled out of Iraq, and then Afghanistan we pulled out, what, two or three years ago? Um, So we still have a military presence, but it's very small compared to what it used to be. Um, There's not nearly as much support over there from the Americans and probably not as much from other countries. So... You were sa- so basically what you were saying is that the situation in Afghanistan is still not good. It's still very bad. Can you can you explain a little bit uh, what you mean by that? What what 
for the person that's listening to this podcast, what is it over there in Afghanistan? What's it look like and what's going on? What makes it so dangerous still? Yes, in Afghanistan, is, uh, you know, the break news you hear, all the authorities, all the donor uh, camp, uh, country of Afghanistan is speaking about peace, but peace, but unfortunately no peace. Every day is explosion, society member, uh, but uh, during the May, I think the U.S. military troops troops uh, leave Afghanistan. But uh, the situation of Afghanistan not good, especially Kabul city. I'm living in Kabul city. Okay. So you are what we would call a. Uh, so first, for the folks that are listening, if they haven't figured this out, you are um, an Afghan uh, resident. You're an Afghan national. I mean, you were born and raised in Afghanistan, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, of course. So um, you've seen an awful lot of that. You saw this stuff in the beginning. You've seen how it's transitioned, and you see where it's at now. You've lived it. You've experienced it, and um, and and you've been exposed to it. Um, so, can you, uh, for the folks that are listening, can you give um, a little on the ground, not intelligence necessarily, but can you can you give people a feel for what it's like being on the ground, living there every day? Um, you mentioned explosions and other stuff every day. Can you, uh, what we call, can you paint a, a small picture? Can you kind of give us an idea of what it actually looks like? What it, what it feels like? Yes. What, what it smells like? You know, those. Wait. Go ahead. You know, Mr. Scott, uh, when I work with the uh, 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 campus companies, secret, private security company, we dispatch all the soap company you know track we follow all the convoy to different uh, bases of USA different province of Afghanistan we again a lot of ambush you know ambush huh okay yeah we lose more than a more than a hundred or uh, 200 every day uh, we lost uh, to any guards by the explosion and ambush, uh, very dangerous way when we follow the track and delivery to the different base of uh, American. Wow. So people have people understand when when uh, when say two Americans or you know. Uh, say what people traditionally view as allies of America, say like the British, for example. There's others. There's plenty of others out there. But when we talk about it, they, they go, oh, wow, okay. Um, but you're saying that, and, and I and I believe you and I agree because, uh, you know, I talk with a lot of guys about this and, and can read between the lines, so to speak. But you're saying there is an awful lot of an awful lot, a lot of stuff going on that the news media is not reporting, that they're not talking about. Is that correct? Yes, yes, of course. The 
the Afghan news, the government of Afghanistan don't let to the uh, media to uh, say the fact news to the people. But the poor people of Afghanistan doesn't know about the situation of what's going on, you know? Hmm. So you're saying that the average Afghan citizen does not understand or does not realize what's going on, is that correct? Yes, yes. Because of uh, 19% people of Afghanistan and the poor, you know, they mm. are looking for a, a, I don't know what I'm saying, but the government, the authorities of Afghanistan don't want to and tell the fact to the people, you know. A lot of people doesn't know what's going on hmm. in the country. They're working because of a piece of bread to their family. That the poor people doesn't think about anything. They want to peace and works, but unfortunately we don't have any peace and any work, any job. Uh, but that's right more lots of people doesn't know about the situation of the world. Hmm. So do you do you think that the uh, people in Afghanistan, um, you know, the people you've grown up with, the people you meet, do you think that the average Afghan citizen would care and that they would be upset if they knew the truth? Can't catch you, sir. So, okay, so... If 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 the Afghans, if 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 the ninety percent you say that don't know the truth, if they if they were to hear the truth, if they were to read the truth, and and they saw what was actually going on, do you think that they would be upset about what's happening? Yes, we they will. Uh, uh, help to the come to the media and help, uh, need help and tell to the uh, media what's going on in Afghanistan. But uh, because the poor, the Afghan people is very, very poor, I think they can't do anything. Okay. You got it? Yeah. So do you think that they can't do anything because they're not, they don't have the knowledge or do you think they can't? do anything because they don't have the weapons or I mean or is there something else what do you think is the reason that they can't do anything because you know uh, a lot of leader Muslim leaders and different leaders like uh, uh, in Afghanistan you know about that more than a hundred thousand leader in Afghanistan uh, all the leaders need the help from different Camp, uh, country help like Russia and like uh, Pakistan, Iran, our neighbor hard camp uh, countries doesn't peace in our country, unfortunately, you know. But uh, the different leader of Afghanistan uh, help from the Iran uh, and Russia and Tajikistan, Pakistan. You got it, but but I am seeing. Well, yeah, I mean, because you've got, in, in your country, you've had a lot of other countries come in and want to help 
Um, sometimes it's not the help you want, but they do help. But I, I guess the question I, I'm, I'm trying to, I, I think it, it, it's almost a rhetorical question, but I guess I'm trying to get from you so that people can understand because they hear it from you. Do you, you you've already acknowledged You've stated that if the Afghan people knew what was really going on in their country, that they would be very upset and they would try to do something. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Because of, uh, I told you, the uh, Afghan people is very poor. Right. You got it? When they know uh, something about the truth, they will, uh, they, are, they have a leader, you know? Because of money, they they will get uh, weapons to fighting with the government. But because of money, they do everything. Mm. Got it? Yeah. Okay. So so what you so they're lacking uh, the general term we would say is that they're lacking the resources. But primarily, they they don't have the money. If they had the money, then they would be better able to make. The change and defend and help. Is yeah. That, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. Of course. When the when the people has a good life, they will never think about the weapons uh, <laughs> and the, anything. You know. Huh. <laughs> so let me ask you. You know, the folks that are listening. You know, there's a lot of discussions and controversy about you know what's going on and um, you know the. the there's two, there's two, maybe three sides, um, you know, that, you know, they're glad we pulled out. They don't think we should be over there anymore. It's you guys' war. Let you figure it out. And then other people are saying, well, you know, that's not quite right. It's not fair. We went over there and now we just left. Um, and if we, if we don't do something, if we don't help the Afghans, that country will eventually succumb. It will fall to... Uh, the biggest bully on the block. And um, is that a concern for you, do you think, and some of the people that you know and work with? Are you guys concerned that Afghanistan may end up um, becoming uh, a territory of another country that, whether it's Russia or China or somebody else? Do you understand what I'm asking? No, no, I, I, I didn't understand. Okay, so are you concerned... Are the people that you know and work with concerned that Afghanistan might fall, that Afghanistan might be taken over by, by a, a, a hostile foreign country? If it's possible, just message me. I can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so for the folks, let me see. Um, So while you're while you're reading that, and uh, when you get back to me on it, uh, in the meantime, let me ask you: You've worked for a lot of private security companies. Um, now, I'm assuming all of your private security work, your work has all been in Afghanistan. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So uh, you've worked for American companies and British companies as well. 
right? I mean, uh, you worked for Blue Hackle. Sorry, say again, Mr. Scott. You worked for Blue Hackle, the company? Yes, yes. I, yeah. I was working as a site supervisor. Right. And you've worked for... Uh, uh, now, you've worked for American companies or the owner, right? You, you've worked for American companies? Yes, uh, it has the name of Triple Society. SSI? Yes, okay. SSI. Yeah, okay. So. I'm working at shift later there. Okay. Yeah, and so your current position, now your current position, your current job is with a company, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, Meg Aviation Helicopter, is that correct? Yes, yes. Now I I, I know under the rent of what this, that guy's. Okay. They are from Ukraine, uh, Ukrainian company. They're a what company? You broke up a little bit. Ukrainian company. Ukrainian Yes, yes, Ukraine. Okay. Yeah, and that and so let me ask you, that's you know, Ukraine. Ukraine separated from Russia some time ago. And uh uh they they apparently, you know, want if you know they're anyway, but is there a lot of uh how how does the Afghans, how do you view are you guys okay with Ukrainians being in there? <clears throat> All the people of Afghanistan, uh, without some, uh, I can't talk about that, guys. Uh, all, all the people is uh, uh, happy. The foreign people, the foreign different uh, company came to Afghanistan. The people is will find a job working with the, the because of. More than a, a lots of people is jobless, uh, Mr. Scott, here. All the people is happy to the Ukrainian company came work in Afghanistan, American, I don't know, the European. Uh, they will happy, but they don't have any problem with the foreign people here, you know? Okay. Yeah. So, no, let me ask you, is, is that um, a matter of practicality? Is that just the way the Afghan people are? You know, I mean, because, you know, I've read the Quran, um, at least one version of it. Apparently, there's just like the Catholic religion, there's there's many versions of the Holy Bible. So I'm guessing there's probably many versions of the of the Quran. But, you know, it, you know, when you read it, you get a sense that uh, what what it's trying to tell you is uh, love everybody and treat them, treat them like friends and family. Uh, so I guess what I'm trying to figure out for the folks that are listening do you think that the afghan people are okay with foreign countries coming in to help especially if it's for a job because the afghan people is that just the way the afghan people are or do you think it's because the afghan people just want money and they don't care who comes in yes of course uh, the people is uh, well happy to the foreign the donor company uh, country came to Afghanistan. The Holy Quran is not a. Uh, uh, I don't know how can I say. The Holy Quran is a uh, the peace uh, uh, books of, for the Muslims. 
but the other tourists uh, uh, use it wrong by the Muslim people. We are Muslims and scale no. The Quran doesn't say to scale to the foreign or the uh, other peoples uh, because of when you be Muslims. No, that is not uh, right, Mr. Scott. You got it at the time? Yeah. <laughs> See it, you? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand totally what you're saying. And, and like I said, I read the Quran, and, and I kept scratching my head looking for the stuff that certain clerics pass as being truth. And, and I got to tell you, when I finished that, I was like, what the heck? There was, um, I've read versions of the Bible where there's a lot of violence, a lot of bloodletting. I didn't see that in the Quran. In the Quran, it was quite peaceful. I mean, you know, there were a few things that went, huh, I'm, that's interesting. But none of that. So, yeah, so I, I, I think what I'm trying to get at and what I'm saying, I've said this before, and, and you just said the same thing, is that a true Muslim person that reads the Quran, if they can read, understands it's a book of peace. Yes? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. yes, but the, the, uh, I don't know, the Pakistan countries not uh, doesn't want to peace in our country, you know? Hmm. All the, uh, the tourists uh, reading some bad things about our country, they are coming fighting as the name of jihad and scary people. Uh, but unfortunately, we don't have any good neighborhoods like Iran. <laughs> they are very bad, you know. <clears throat> Iran also doesn't want peace in our country, and Pakistan also does, doesn't want to peace our country, unfortunately. All the tourists uh, turning in the, that country, coming, fighting in our country by the Muslims. They are not Muslims, Mr. Mm. Uh, you got it? Yeah. Oh, no. But, I, uh, well, yeah, no. You I, know, all all our people's uh, 98% people of Afghanistan is Muslim. But now all the peoples want to peace. Don't care about the foreign people is coming, working here and scale them. You know, they are happy. The different uh, country people is coming here and uh, help open the you, I don't know the company. All the people uh, find a job and peace. All the people need that, Mr. Scott. Right. We need a peace and job. Doesn't care about anything. <laughs> you got. <it. laughs> I totally understand. Um, well, you know, I think one of the things that a lot of people forget or they miss when they're talking about uh, the Middle East region, whether it's Afghanistan or Iraq or, or um, Syria or, you know, pick the country. But I think what a lot of folks forget is that you guys have been at war. You guys know war because there's been so much of it over there. And you prop, and because of your, 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 because of your religious faith, you just want to be, you just want to be left alone. You want to have peace. You want to have stability. And you would like some level of prosperity. Yeah. 
Yes, of course. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, because a lot of people, they think, well, you know, if he's from Afghanistan, he must be a terrorist. It's like, yeah, no, that's not true. Have you ever been there? No, no. I have. I've been to Afghanistan. That's not the case. There's a lot of good people there. Um, so do you, think, do you think the people that are causing problems in Afghanistan, um, can you explain why you think they're doing it? I mean, what do you think is their motivation? Why do you think that they're causing problems? I don't understand. Okay, so, so like when, when people, you know, okay, when you get ambushed, you're doing your job, you get ambushed. So when somebody blows something up, yeah. when a group starts shooting yeah. people, you know, when, when there's yeah. all those problems going on, what, what, why do you think they're doing it? Because of jihad, you know, <laughs> jihad, because of the, the uh, fight, fighting guys, where the Taliban says, why you you guys working with the American or why you're working with the foreign people without Muslims, you know? When when you ask the Taliban about a, 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 a little uh, writing of Holy Quran, they don't know about that. Hmm. You got it? But they are kill all the people, why you are working with the, uh, with the foreign, with the American? Hmm. or with the European because they are not Muslim. When the Muslims, they say their, their uh, idea, when you uh, working with the, you should don't the foreign, you can go set to your home. It is impossible, Mr. Got it? Hmm. Because of that, the Taliban said the people, uh, why you are working with the foreign? Like me, I am very afraid when I go to the whom uh, maybe the tourists kill me. I I I am not make sure if I arrived alive for one hours to my home or not. Because I'm working with the Finland Embassy here. Tomorrow early morning my duty is finished. When I go to the home I am I'm so afraid because of because my life, you know, maybe attack to us uh, because of why you are working with the foreign. I have to work because I like my job. I like <laughs> work with the foreign. Uh, what should we do? You got it? I do. Well, you know, you said a lot there. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I can tell, and for the folks that are listening, um, at his end, he's got the video running, so I can see him, but for whatever reason, my stupid computer won't work. He can't see me, so I sent him a, a, a snapshot of a fairly recent photo, so at least he has something to look at. Um, and I guess where I'm going with that, folks, is that I've noticed that Karam has been looking around the room a lot, almost like he's nervous, <laughs> and, and, that explain, and he just explained maybe why he's nervous and uh you know for the people that you know maybe some folks just don't understand the gravity of the situation um you know we brought this up before and you know in iraq and afghanistan we've known interpreters that just didn't show up one day and sometimes we knew what happened to them other times we never knew what happened to them 
So that's a very real concern for for you, Karam. Is I mean, every day might be your last day. Is that correct? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yes, I'm not sure tomorrow I arrive to my family or not. The the tourists will kill me in the way, you know. Right, right. See, and, it's a very it's got to be an awful way to live because I mean, in most what we call civilized, you know, and and that's kind of I use the term loosely, and I'm not sure what civilized society really means. Um, and not anymore, anyway. But uh, you know, a lot of places uh, like uh, in the UK or in Western Europe or here in America, uh, people go about their happy day lives, and they don't have to worry about being shot or blown up on the way to work. They don't have to worry about being shot or blown up on the way home. They don't have to worry about being the target of an assassination, um, an intentional killing. They don't have to worry about that in, in America. Uh, but in your country, and yours is not the only country where this happens, but in your country, that's a daily happening. That is a daily event. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to say... Uh, you probably have lost some people that you know that you worked with, and maybe some friends or loved ones have probably died uh, by the terrorists. Correct? Yes, uh, my college used uh, uh, around two months ago. The the terrorists killed them while you were working with the foreign with the Poland embassy. I took hmm. my wow. college used. Yeah, die. They shooting by pistol. Wow. So two months ago, when you go home, is it is your family concerned for their safety? Are they concerned for your safety every day? But uh, um, do, does your family, family worry about you? Do you worry about your family? Yes, yes. When I uh, when I came to the world. Uh, before I can arrive to the works, more than a ten calls. Hey, where are you? You did you arrive <laughs> in your job? <laughs> oh yes, yes. When I arrive to our job, I will call him. Hey, hey, don't worry, I am arrived wow. in my job <laughs> because of Corona. For the and night working here, and for day and nights uh, off day. Forty days. No, four. Only four. Four, four. Okay, four. four day, four night, and the duty, and four day and night off. Gotcha. Because of Corona. No Corona in Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> the government of Afghanistan. A lot of, get a lot of money because of Corona. Ashraf Ghani, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You know, I was talking to a fella uh, about a week ago, and it's come up with other guys, but it's like they say, you know, it, it's in Af- they I've heard guys say that in Afghanistan and in Iraq and probably many other countries out there that they don't believe in the corona. But, um, you know, it's uh, and, you know, it's just an, another virus. And uh, but uh, that was <laughs> that was funny because, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to go very far with this. Uh, but I mean, you know, I'm not a I'm not a. I'm not a, a believer in it either. I mean, it's it's a real virus, this, that, one thing, another. But let me ask you, uh, <clears throat> so 
you are you now so i see your video are you at your place of work now or are you at home no no i am at work okay now. you are tomorrow at- morning okay go to home okay so you go home tomorrow okay and uh so it's friday evening where you're at uh friday morning for me because uh, there's about a 12 12 and a half hour time difference so um so you know that is as i recollect fridays are the muslim holy day right i mean that's the day where everybody takes friday off correct yes 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 only we have a one day of that day is friday yeah <laughs> and you're spending part of that friday talking with me that's yeah. awesome man <laughs> that is awesome um so yeah so uh, you know people when so you've been around this stuff and you've seen the uh, Americans and the British and, and other uh, friendly foreign nations uh, working in your country. There's very little of that anymore, correct? Very little um, uh, friendly foreign presence. I mean, you don't have, a, you, there's not very much American support there anymore. Not very much British support. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Because. Uh the last time all the troops uh, around the city, but uh, now it's no. Hmm. So now, and you're in, in, in Kabul. Now, um, for the folks that are listening, some people say Kabul, others say Kabul, but the proper pronunciation is Kabul, correct? Yeah, yeah, Kabul. Kabul, okay. So so the the problems we're, we're talking about and that we hear and read about happen in many territories and and many towns and cities in afghanistan but kabul gets most of it or a lot of it correct i can't i, I don't yeah, understand so, so the vi- the violence that's that's occurring in in afghanistan it's not constrained it's not just kabul it's everywhere in afghanistan but kabul gets most of it there's a lot more of it in kabul yes Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And, you know, you. Uh, I was going to ask you, you know, my time there, I remember thinking, uh, you know, Afghanistan is actually a very beautiful country. And I thought, you know, if they could get rid of all the terrorism and get rid of all the war, that would be a beautiful place for tourism, you know? Because a long yeah. time ago, Afghanistan yeah. was a big, big no. place to go to for tourism. Yes, because the mountain countries, so all the uh, tourists coming to uh, best uh, place for them. Right. So, so now they hang out at the bases. The people, the tourists, co- they are. Do you do you still have tourists coming to Afghanistan? Tourists for the seeing side? Yeah, I mean, there was a time in Afghanistan when, when people took vacations in Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. We, we have a lots of uh, uh, vacation places in our country. But, uh, you know, I'm not from uh, Kabul city. I am from Panjshir province. You got it? You, did you hear about that? Which province? Pineshare province. No, I've not heard of it. 
Ahmad Shah Masood. Did you hear about him, Ahmad Shah Masood? Uh, maybe. I mean, you know, I'm not. You know, you're you're going to hear and see a lot more there than I would. The national hero of Afghanistan. Okay. What's his name again? But Ahmad Shah Masood. You know, I might. I don't think I've seen him, but I think I've I've seen pictures of him. I think I know who you're talking about because I remember uh, some guys I used to drive around with in there. They had a yeah. picture of of somebody that was and it was framed, and they were hanging it from the rearview mirror. And I asked him one day, "Who is that?" Yeah. And maybe that's who you're talking about. Yes, he he was the. Uh, Afghanistan. They're also the he also fighting against Taliban and Pakistan. Okay, but I mean he's dead now though, right? Yes, yes. In uh, September, nine September, two thousand, I think, or two thousand two. This the first society member killed him. Huh. Yeah. So. So that was probably a big loss for Afghanistan, yes? I mean, for the people of Afghanistan, they felt a great loss when he died? Yeah. Yeah. So do you, do you guys have, does Afghanistan have a national hero anymore? Is there anybody that you folks look up to? No, no, no. Because all the leader of Afghanistan attention their pocket. You know, they are thinking about uh, their pocket. Or only their family. No, no hero of Af. We, we will never have a any hero of Afghanistan. You know, hmm. from the all the all the leader of Afghanistan just attention their family and their pocket. They are doesn't care about the poor people, Mr. Scott, unfortunately. Wow. You know, I remember talking to uh, guys there uh, in Afghanistan about that and asking them, why do you not get together and rise up and, and kick these people out and get rid of them and get a, a good representative government in there? And they said they can't because the government has all the power. They have all the weapons. They have all the money. They have everything. We can't. When you were, when you want to go to solve, when you have a uh, have a problem, to the like enter your uh, ministry or foreign or different minister of Afghanistan, if you have a problem, when you go to theirs, their attention to the bribe. You know bribe. Mm. <clears throat> if you don't bribe, they will never do your 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 work, you know? Wow. So, you know, and uh, I got to ask you now, because I, I remember, because um, we, we mentioned earlier about, you know, uh, Muslims and um, the Holy Quran. But um, as I recall, there were some of them that would say that, that the leaders, the political leaders in Afghanistan are not good Muslims. Um, is that something that a lot of people in Afghanistan think and believe? Do a lot of you think yeah. that? Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's right. You're... Hmm. Okay. If they believe the Quran, they will need a peace, you know. They will never kill <laughs> right. 
Right. You know? Right. So, um, if you could tell people, you know, you said, hey, um, you know, you know, I mean, there's a lot of us that feel pretty bad about it because, you know, it's like, man, you know, that I remember working there so much and, and thinking, man, you know, these people just want some help. If we could just help them out and help them get past this and help them get beyond it and give them the support that they actually need, they could eventually take care of this on their own. But right now, that's that's not possible. Um, do, do you have any hope? Do the people you know have hope that things will yes. get better? Yeah, yeah, all the people. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so, uh, for, so, how far, you know, you... You live in Cabo City now, yes? Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay. uh, more than a, twenty years I living here. Yeah. So, do you do you do you walk? Do you drive to work? Do you? Walk? Yes. I mean, yes. do you drive or do you walk? No, I'm. Uh, uh, Community by. Uh, car, car. Oh, okay. Not okay. the car by the city car for rent. Yeah. So I got to ask you. I remember it was pretty crazy sometimes. Well, maybe every time actually driving through Kabul, um, there were people on the streets everywhere. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, nobody cared if you were driving a car. They just walked right in front of you. Right? Is it still like that? Right? <clears throat> yes. Yes. <laughs> One. When I'm working with the migration, with doctors, I'm working as a driver, but the doctors uh, uh, sitting my right. When we go to the uh, near the people or near near the bicycles or the walking people, they don't care about uh, the car, <laughs> you know. Says, hey, Kromadin, your people is very, very crazy. I afraid about him. <laughs> Don't worry, Mister Doctor. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's. I mean, <laughs> uh, and I, I'm not. Sh- I don't know why that is the way it is, but I, I guess because so many people walk compared to the people that drive. There's, I mean, most people don't have a vehicle, so um, maybe that's why. You know, I got to say, one of the funniest things I ever saw. I mean, it's funny now. It wasn't at the time. when At the time it happened, I thought, oh, my God. But it was actually kind of funny. Um, the first time I saw somebody um, on a motorcycle in Afghanistan, and he got hit by somebody driving a car. And, it, and they yeah. were moving pretty fast. And the, and the motorcycle got bent up pretty bad. The guy went flying quite a ways. He hit the ground. He rolled around. People came to his aid, but he got up eventually and just shook it off. He did his best to fix the motorcycle, got back on it, and just rode away. And that was the end of it. Nobody, and I'm thinking, wow, only in Afghanistan could you do that. I mean, (laughs) but I mean, (laughs) um, you know, but it was during the uh, high traffic time, and there were—I mean, there was no room to walk or drive. So, but it was uh, 
But I mean, that's but that's the way it is in Afghanistan, right? I mean, you you pretty much just um, you 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 just want to get on with your life. You're not worried about uh, placing blame or getting back at the person. It's you know because there was a lot of I'm sorry, you know, a lot of gesturing. I'm sorry, and they apologized, and and you know. I mean that that's kind of what you guys do, right? Yeah. You know, I mean you just, you know, it's okay. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm a little hurt, but it's okay cuz they didn't do it on purpose. It was unintentional, correct? So, I mean, you're not going to get really mad and try to sue the guy. You don't want to take his house, you don't want to take his cars. You just want to, you know, do you understand what I'm ask what I'm saying? No, no, sir. Okay, so like here in America, if, if I'm riding a motorcycle and I get in a wreck with mm -hmm. somebody in a car, there's gonna be mm -hmm. there's gonna be insurance companies get involved, lawyers get involved, police get involved. But in in Afghanistan, if it's if it's a if that happens, it, it's not a big deal, right? I mean, you know, you just make sure the person's okay. If I didn't do it on purpose, if oh, I did not mean yeah, to harm you, yeah. then we just go away, yes? No, no, just the people is, uh, help them. Yeah. Uh, only when the people says they that he even is happening, they will uh, help the, the guys, you know? Right. Well, and that's interesting because, uh, you know, uh, in Afghanistan, there's been a, a couple, maybe a few movies that have uh, hit the big screen in some books, but they talk about the Pashtun people, or you know, and I and the Pashtun tribe, whatever. I'm not sure what it is. You you know better than I do, but they were saying that. Oh yeah, yes, I got you. Yeah, so the, the drivers go uh, away, you know. Yeah, so you know, it, I got to ask you: is is the um, is the Pashtun? That's also a language, and that's the one I was actually trying to learn because one of my interpreters was Pashtun. But uh, do Pashtun, I mean, Pashtun, are, are they a, a tribe unto themselves out there in Afghanistan? Are they Afghanistan? I mean, they're Afghanistan citizen, right? I mean, they're, they're just like you. They just, but they just, they call themselves Pashtun? Pashtu? Yeah, yeah Pashtun. Yes, Pashtun. Okay. So yes, they're speaking language. Right. But I guess, you know, the, the thing is, is that I got a different feeling for Afghans working with the Pashtuns uh, because their whole message. And to this day, in the books, in the movies, the Pashtun are seen as the peaceful, loving Afghans. But it's not just the Pashtuns. It's, it's, all, it's, it's a lot of the Afghan, right? Not just Pashtun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. All the people is need that. Yeah, yeah, okay. More than oh, you know the all the Taliban all the Taliban is Pashtun. Say what? All the Taliban is, is speaking Pashtun, Pashtun language. Really? Okay, so of course, yes. So now I've heard that before, but I never really took it seriously. So let me ask you then, are you are you saying that, okay, so you did say that a lot or most of the Taliban are comprised of Pashtun? 
Yes, yes, because uh, and Pakistan also have a passion uh, in Peshawar, Peshawar province of Pakistan and Khyber Pakhtunkhwa near the border of Afghanistan. All uh, the Pakistan citizen also Pashtun guys. Hmm. All the mosques, all the uh, the training near the border of Afghanistan, you know, the Pashtun people is, a lot of Pashtun people is living there. Interesting. Okay. So, uh, so the, the common conception, the, the common thinking, um, I think, of most people when they hear the term Pashtun is that Pashtun people are peace-loving, friendly people. And you're saying that might be true, but it's not the case because most of the Taliban is comprised of Pashtun. Is that correct? You know, Mr. Scott, uh, all the people's different mind, different uh, decision, you know? Okay. But it's uh, not all the Pashtun is uh, terrorists or Talib. We have a now the Ashraf Ghani over president also Pashtun. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so for the people that are listening, and maybe for what we call clarification, is Pashtun, is that a tribe? Is it a religion? What is Pashtun? I don't know what you say. Okay, so, you know, okay, so if you ask me what is a Democrat, and I'll say a Democrat is a member of the Democrat political party. You ask me what is a what is a Catholic, and I will tell you that that is a person who um, practices and believes in the Catholic religion. If you ask me what is a Mexican, and I'll say, well, their 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 roots or their ancestry is from Mexico. Okay, so I guess yeah. what I'm asking is, what is Pashtun? Yeah, Pashtun is uh, only the the people is talking uh, Pashtun, different language. Pashtun. Okay, so is that the only difference? Is that they speak the language different? That's the only difference? Yeah, different language. We are uh, speaking uh, uh, Dari language. Dari, but, uh, that's right, Dari. <laughs> Dari. Yeah, Derry. That's funny because earlier Farsi, when you and I were talking, I said Farsi, and Farsi is not part of your language, is it? <laughs> Far- <laughs> I've, it's Dari, not Farsi. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So, so, but, but that's that to me is somewhere between interesting and almost startling to hear that about the Pashtun because I, like I said, I don't think most people understand that the majority of the Taliban is comprised by Pashtun and you've got Pashtun in your political leadership, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All the people know about that, Scott. Wow. I, I, well, maybe... I, I don't know. I mean, I did not. I spent uh, more than two years in Afghanistan, um, and I didn't. Oh, know, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was in Afghanistan for more than two years. Where, where did you work? Well, in Kabul. 
Well, I did. Uh, I did not work. Well, actually, I did. Actually, now I think about it, though. Yeah, uh, for, I, they called it the. Uh, uh, the the we went by an acronym, and that escapes me. But it was the new something or other, because the old one had been blown up, um, and they rebuilt it, and they put a uh, contractor monument out there. Um, the the new something center. I forget what they call it, but I was there for a time. Then I worked um, in Kabul province, but not Kabul city proper. Um, and then I worked at um, Bath, or you know, I worked in Bagram. Uh, so you know, I worked I worked in those areas, um, you know, and traveled. But um, I never. And I was only worked in Kabul for a very short period of time. Most of the time when I was in Kabul, I was coming and going. Um, but uh, I mean, I, like I said before, I love, I loved Afghanistan. Uh, looking around, and like I said, man, that would be such a great place to take a vacation if you could just get rid of all the bad stuff, you know, all the violence. If you could make it go away, that would be a great place to take a vacation. Because I'm saying you, you people, you are friendly people. You're you're welcoming people. You're friendly. You want to be good neighbors, and you just want to. And you know, I mean, I'm just saying that's been my experience. Not, I mean, it's it's not everybody that way. Just like in America, some people are good, some people are bad. Afghanistan, yeah, yeah. same thing. Some are good, some are bad. It just it happens, you know. So and uh, but you know, you would not have been working in security for British and American companies for as long as you have if you were a bad person. So you obviously are a good person. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, you. and you and I have had some good... I, 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 I'm living a lot of with the foreign people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and that helps too. You know, the exposure to people from different countries, the more you're exposed to it, uh, the more you tend to understand better and and have that friendly relation because you realize that just because they're from Pakistan doesn't mean they're a bad person. Just because they're from Afghanistan does not mean that they're a bad person. Just because they're from Iraq doesn't mean they're a bad person. You know? Yeah. And I say, you know, embrace the differences. You know, you have your religion, I have mine. But they're, but they're really. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter because. We the, the, well, they're all about peace and and, and whatnot. So mm-hmm. you know, and that's what matters. But uh, so you know, so can you, for the folks that are listening, uh, the company you're working for now, um, you said you said uh, something about the embassy. Can you give us a little idea of what your average day is like? I mean, what do you do on a daily basis? What's it like um, at the job? Just uh, now, I am coming here for uh, six months, you know. I was working with Megawation. Now, I sent uh, to the Megawation my brother, but I sent uh, to my CV to the uh, Harry Protection uh, CRM. Uh, they called me. I, I want to work as a my position is higher than security, you know, but I I want to uh, work here by PSD, uh, your mobile security team, but they promised me 
just come here and work shortly but as the see then when we need we will uh, get you as a mobile security team but now we are a security around of this uh, the embassy when the client coming with with the when the visitor coming the first we will uh, check body check in the uh, front gate then we get there's mobile and uh, escort him to the mbc when they visit the ambassador or uh, something like that then we take it out to escort him to the street huh uh, nothing much <laughs> but you enjoy what you do right you said you enjoy it do you like you <laughs> like your work uh, but i'm not i'm not happy i with because uh, uh, not enough salary you know okay but the other positions uh, has a MCT or PSD protection security driver uh, a little good uh, salary but here is no 500 uh, nothing good salary to me now <laughs> i have to work because of the situation of is not good i hope they take me a, me a little up here right well, you know, you mentioned, uh, and I've heard this from other people, um, that they did not get um, testimonial letters. They did not get recommendation letters or referral letters. You mentioned you you forgot to get some of those from the companies. Um, that's a big deal, yes? That's a big deal, yes? Yes, yes. Yes, because, yes, because of the situation of Afghanistan is very, very bad, but... Uh, I don't know what's happening in the future. You got it? A lot of my friends, I'm nervous because of that. All the, my friends leave Afghanistan going to USA, but my mind is broken. I didn't get any <laughs> uh, HR letter and uh, recommendation, unfortunately. Wow. But I'm trying to find some uh, American company, work with them. But uh, I'm trying about that. I want to leave <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's, I mean, so you do want to leave Afghanistan. You do want to come to America, yes? Without uh, this, uh, this uh, uh, HHR or uh, recommends it, it's, it's impossible to leave Afghanistan come to the okay, it's USA. Okay, so it's impossible right now. You can't do it now, but yeah, but but you would like to. You want to. Yes, I love yeah. to. I'm trying to find yeah. why I have your message. I do. I have any job in Afghanistan <laughs> because of. <laughs> I'm trying to find some a U.S. company in our country. I'm working with. I wanna. I hope to work with them. Right. Then after I don't know two years or one years or six months. Uh, they apply for the recommendation letter, uh, then HR, HR, the first HR, then recommendation. One American should recommend you when you want to go to the uh, USA. That is a policy, policy of CIE. Hmm. Now the Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump don't want any Muslims come to the USA. 
uh, Mr. Jewel is very good. <laughs> oh. Um, <clears throat> so does your family, do your family and friends, you said a lot of your friends came to America. Does your family want to come to America? Y yes, yes. I Lots of... Uh, Live Afghanistan or want to come to no the, no does your family want to come to America? Yes, yes, yes. Because uh, Mr. Scott, the situation is not not good. Okay, right. Our all my my <coughs> my, my uh, future is I don't know. My future is very very bad. I don't want a, a bad future. With, uh, for my kids, you know, I mm. have a five kids. Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> <Man. clears throat> now, that—that's a lot. You know, here in America, as far as I'm concerned, five children—that's a lot of children. But in Afghanistan, and I think even in Iraq, and and maybe other countries there in the Middle East, five children is still not considered a big family. That's considered a small family, correct? Yes. 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 So how many children do you yeah. do you want? Seven, ten? Enough, enough. No, 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 enough. No, enough. Because, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of work. Yes. Yes, I know. I know. Uh, one of the guys he has a two, I think, two women, and twenty two. 90 or 20 <laughs> uh, son or daughters from two women, you know? Wow. Yeah. Oh, and that's, yeah, that isn't, <clears throat> excuse me, that is an interesting uh, side note. I do remember from reading the Quran, it mentioned that several times, that multiple wives are okay. And I remember hearing that from guys in Iraq too. It's okay to have multiple wives as long as you take care of them and treat them and love them the same. No, no. The Holy Quran is not coming. You get a one or about it. It is not uh, talking about the wife, you know. Well, it, the, the the version of the Quran I read did state that it was okay, but you have to treat them good. You have to take care of them, and you have to love each wife the same. You cannot love one wife better yeah. than the other. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I just thought that was interesting, you know. And there's, uh, you know, it, it, in the Muslim religion, you know, the the Holy Quran is not alone in it because uh, people go, oh, you know, well, there there's religions here in America that do the same thing. One of the one that's the probably the one that's most famous for it is the is uh, uh, I want to say the Mormon religion. Um, but you know, there there's plenty of places, and and you know. It seems strange to us, but it's only because we haven't been exposed to it. We haven't done it, but that must be a difficult thing. But you're happy with just one, right? You're happy just one wife. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, I was going to say, you know, uh, um, I know it's really late there for you now, and uh, it's almost time for you to go home. So uh, we're going to wrap this up here real soon, Karam. But if if I could, uh, before we before we uh, bring this to a close, can I first? I want to ask you um, if everything goes well. 
I would like to do this again with you at some point in the future. Would you be would you be okay doing another episode some sometime in the future? Yes, yes. Okay, yes. excellent. Um and then so I want to ask you, do you have if there's something you could tell people that are listening, something you want them to know or something you want them to understand, what would you like to, have- what would you like to tell people? Something you want them to, okay, if there's something that you would like people to understand, something you would like people to know about you, your country, uh, whatever, uh, what would you tell people? Do you have, you know, a word of wisdom? Do you have any words of wisdom? Something you'd like to leave people with to remember? Yeah. Um, parting words, final words. Do you understand? So I'm asking, as we bring this to a wrap, as we bring this to a close, is there anything you would like to, for the people that are listening, leave them with something to remember? Do you have words of wisdom or just something to keep in mind? Please message me this, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, so I, I'm sure he does, and, and for the folks that are listening, um, he's got a pretty good command of the English language, but as you understand that it takes, uh, the English language is probably, it's been said many times, the most difficult language to understand, the most difficult language to learn. So, uh, I mean, it you know his grasp of it is commendable, um, especially when he probably doesn't spend a great deal of time talking with English speakers. Uh, so I was... So let me try this one more time, Karam. Uh, before we before we end this conversation, it, is there something, anything you would like to tell the people that are listening that we haven't already talked about? Is there something you would like to tell them about what? About anything, you know, just something to remember, like peace, love, joy, be a good neighbor, you know, that kind of thing. Is there anything yeah, you yeah. would like to just tell people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will tell. Yeah, you'll tell them that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. So every day we are talking about that peace, so yeah, live, you know, right. So so it's it's a struggle and you yeah okay. Well anyway, so I I want to thank everybody. I want to first I want to thank you Karam. Thank you very much again for uh, making this happen, taking the time out to talk with me. Um cool. it's been a a serious pleasure. It's been a, a joy to be able to talk with you and again I apologize my camera was not working at my end. Um I would you know, but I'll get that fixed. Um, so Karam, thank you very much for taking time out of your day to, uh, speak with me today. Um, thank you very much. Uh, hang on for just a moment. When we're done with this, uh, when I'm all done, uh, hang on for a moment so we can talk just the two of us for a minute or two. Okay. 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 Uh, Okay. So, uh, so again, English is not very excellent. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry that. Because this is the first time I'm speaking English with the phone, but I don't have any problem when 
when I translate to the foreign here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a problem, I have a problem by radio and by mobile, unfortunately. And that and that's totally... It's totally understandable. Next time I'll have the camera rolling, it'll be working, and that'll help. And next time it'll be easier because you already did it once. So that's that's fine. Don't worry about it, Karam. Everybody understands. Um, so again, uh, thanks to uh, to Karam for being my guest. I want to thank all of uh, the people out there that are listening, all the patriots and warriors who've done their time and service uh, for this and other countries around the world. Uh, I want to thank all the people um, I've come to know again over the years uh, who've made this podcast uh, what it is. I want to thank you, the listening audience, for taking time out of your day to tune in and listen to this episode of Aconis the Contractor's Life. Because um, again, without you, none of it really matters. So with that said, folks, remember that the grass is not always greener on the other side. Be careful of what you wish for. Stay safe by staying frosty. And until next time, folks, keep it real.